Fire School, the podcast. You're on spin. You are very welcome back to Spin Air Skull. And as I mentioned earlier, it is a very busy show. We have just spoken all things art, but now it is time to get a little bit more technical. It is time to talk about two subjects that I never had an option to study and they sound like something that would really stand to you in life. We're going to chat DCG, which stands for Design Communication Graphics. And we're also going to chat about construction as Leaving Cert subjects. Here to share his knowledge and some top tips on how you can ace your written Leaving Cert exam is Leaving Cert Construction and DCG expert David Lowe. Thank you so much for joining us on Spinner Skull. Thanks a million Louise. Delighted to be here. David I mentioned there that neither of these were subjects I got an opportunity to study in an all-girls school. I'd imagine majority of students who opt for these at Leaving Cert are probably male. Um, yes I suppose historically that is true although in my own school um, it's called Paul Kilfinnan we've really been I suppose from the grassroots first year upwards we've been pushing for more females to take our subjects and it is something that has happened and in, even in this year in my own uh, DCG class, there's 30% female. So we're delighted to see that happening because we wanted to be more uh, gender inclusive, being honest. Yeah, no doubt about it. And how many fantastic opportunities I'm sure that these subjects open up to a student as they transition into third level education. We've got to talk about them as Leaving Cert subjects. Both are quite practical. I'd imagine that the weight of the practical exam is a lot. So tell me a little bit about the practical side of DCG or construction, how that's been impacted with everything that's going on this year. Oh, hugely, hugely, Louise. Um, COVID has really hit the practical side very heavy this year. I suppose in the construction studies, you're looking at 50% of the course is being uh, practical elements. Uh, 25% historically would be your coursework, which would be a project um, accompanied with a portfolio. And then the other 25% would be what we call the practical skills day test that would take place in May. Um, of course, this year, there's all been a lot of the adjustments. So that skills test is now not on uh, for this set of candidates but um, the coursework still counts um, if the students sit the exam in June so um, likewise in DCG 40% is practical coursework which is based on um, communication and sketching portfolio and solid works modeling um, and that's all been completed as well that deadline originally was the middle of January uh, the department allowed us to continue that with eight days after we returned to school so that has been completed uh, so 40% done for their leaving cert. Once again, I suppose that's all going to count when they sit their leaving cert um, in June as well. So we've got that all completed and students have all that in, in the bag already. Yeah, good to hear. And I think with subjects, you know, like we mentioned in art a little earlier on the show, like so much of students' passion and ability goes into that project work. It's probably where they put most of their efforts during the year. So it is so important that that does count towards their final grades. Obviously, the remaining 60% is going to be the written exam. So let's talk first about construction. What is does construction look like as a written exam and how best can a student attack it for top marks? So for the construction studies, um, in that case, it's, it's 50%. So you're looking at 10 long questions. Um, now, in historically, again, the 10 long questions, there was question one, which was a section drawn question that they had to compulsory attempt. Now this year that has been removed. So it's um, they now can have to do four questions out of the 10 any four from 10. So the choice is massive and it gives, I suppose, candidates a massive opportunity to do really well in that paper this year. Um, historically as well, you're looking at some of the questions that are semi-repetitive. Question five would be your U-value question. That's there every year. For me as a teacher, it's a no-brainer, but to cover that topic and to get the students really practiced in it, it's basically for those that don't know what a U-value is, it's figuring out the 
um, heat transmissions of building materials. So figuring out how much heat is lost through a wall, um, concrete walls, cavity walls, roofs, floors, insulation, properties, things like that. So um, any student that is taking Leaving Cert construction studies should be um, covering the U value definitely. Other topics then that would be a huge benefit would be the passive house. Often is there question 10, things like air tightness, heat recovery, renewable energy systems would all be my um, buzzwords there with the passive house question. Another question that's very useful then is question six, it's called lifetime design question where you're looking at building a house that would be for the lifetime of the users, building it for things like wheelchair usable, making sure that it's um, getting plenty of natural light, that it's positioned facing south, um, all the living um, um, and kitchen areas would be facing where you get the most benefit from the sun. So those are the main ones that I would be recommending any student that would be attempting the paper. There are other questions there as well, but they're the main ones that I would be getting students to practice and revise a lot. Great advice on that one, David. Um, I guess let's transition over now to the other side, your other speciality, which is design communication and graphics, aka DCG. So what advice do you have to a student looking to bag themselves a H1 in DCG? A H1 in DCG, I suppose it's it's a tall ask. Um, students, I suppose we can prepare them as best we can, but your H1 in DCG is something that is um of a high price. What we have, as I said already, 40% of the is project work. So to get a H1 in the project work, they would have had to have good sketches. They'd have had to have been very good with their SolidWorks modeling. Their portfolio and presentation would have had to have been top, top notch. I suppose in relation to the, the exam then, which is 60%, um, before it used to be split into three parts, section A, which was your short questions, section B and section C then were two separate sections of long questions. Now what they have done is section A, short questions is staying the same. And you have four questions, choose three. That is uh, topics that are from throughout the full course. Um, so this year, I, I feel it's absolutely pivotal. Question A, section A is because um, it's covering the whole course content. And if anywhere students are going to fall down this year, it's going to be in section A because what you'll find is people will say, oh, there's one less long question. Therefore, I'm going to skip doing a topic. I would advise against that because section A covers all topics and you still have to do three questions there. So there's no um, hiding, I suppose, in terms of what topics you might cover. Um, it could very well catch you out in section A. Section B and C have now this year been combined. So what you have there is the core geometry, um, which would be topics like um, perspective, interpenetration, axonometric projection. Once again, to anybody not in DCG, these things mean nothing, but anybody doing DCG will know these uh, words and topics hopefully reasonably well. Oblique planes, lamina, and conic sections. Those are your main uh, topics that you'd need to get revised for section B. And the good news is by revising them for section B, you will have a lot of the content covered for section A also. So there's a good bit of overlap. I would still advise, even though section C and section B are combined this year, section C historically would be your surfaces questions, structures questions, roadworks, mechanisms and assemblies. Um, I would always cover two of those, maybe three sometimes every year. Um, this year, my students have covered two of those topics. They will still be there. And if you're looking for predictability, um, any of those topics, surfaces, structures, roadworks, mechanisms and assemblies will all be there. Um, in that order so at least have two of those covered 
have them really well known because you will have two questions that you can rely on on the exam and you can pick one of them. Uh, the easier one of, of the two would be my advice um, going into that exam. Yeah, that's really well said, David. And you covered a lot there. I think that was a thorough insight into kind of the questions that students can look out for. Um, I know that you mentioned that not a lot of people get the H1 in DCG, which is really interesting. So for you, I guess, in your professional opinion and having seen students go through the Leaving Cert cycle over the last number of years, is there anything in particular that sets a paper aside for you, maybe in terms of layout, how a student answers in their answer book, that kind of gets them that extra advantage or maybe will bag them those few extra points if they are looking for the higher grade? A hundred percent, Louise. I couldn't agree more. Like you sit down, uh, sit correcting a bundle of 400 papers as an examiner and you're looking at them and what does put the H1s above the rest? Simple things. I would be very keen that my students this year, especially with a little bit more time on their hands in the exam, that they put a border on their page, that they put a 10 mil border around their page, that each part of the answer that they have submitted on their page is labeled. Part A is here. It might be a plan and an elevation, but you actually put part A. Part B, let's just say a surfaces question might be a dihedral angle, that you put part B beside that. So the examiner is very, find it very easy to correct your paper. Part C then might be a true length of some line or whatever it would be, that you put part C beside that part. Sometimes you can, as an examiner, look at a page and it's absolute chaos and you can't figure out where or what the, the candidate is trying to show you. So you have to, as an examiner, decipher that. And it's very, very difficult. So make the examiner's life as easy as possible. Label everything. Use color if you can. You will have time. If it's an interpenetration question, it's absolutely um, fantastic presentation to color in your two objects, one going through the other. So that highlights it as well for the examiner that this student is on top of their game and you're well on the way if you can do all that towards the H1. I'd be very um, impressed if I had a paper in front of me that looked like that. David Lowe, that is all we have time for in terms of chatting DCG and construction. You can, of course, listen back to a long form version of this interview with some more great tips and tricks for you, the student, on how you can ace your written exams. Simply search Spin Air Skull online or wherever you get your podcast. Do stay with us because very shortly on the show, we will be joined by special guest Irish architect and TV personality. You'll recognise him from Home of the Year. Hugh Wallace will be on the show to tell us why a career in architecture is more valuable now than ever before. It's all on the way very shortly on Spin Air Skull. Stay tuned. Spin Air Skull, the podcast. You're on Spin.